Hello, you're listening to Minority Retort. I'm Farah. And I'm Toki. Today we're talking about my choice, Obvious Child, that was released in 2014. Just a spoiler alert, we assume that you've watched the movies as we spoil all the major plot details. If you haven't watched this film and would like to, come back to us later. Okay, so Obvious Child has been billed as an abortion rom-com about a young stand-up comic in New York who has had to deal with growing up, an unwanted pregnancy, and the tentative romance that results from it. What did you think of the movie? Well, I, I kind of love this movie. I heard I heard about it maybe last when it came out last year, and I heard it was really well received and people really liked it. But then pretty soon afterwards, I was hearing the response became a little more tentative, and I was mm-hmm. curious to know why, and I wasn't even sure what this movie was anymore. So um, I came into this film fairly blind, to be honest. I knew a lot about, I've heard a lot about it, but I had no idea what to expect. And and I really did enjoy it. What, what did you think? I mean, did you see it for the first time or you've seen it again, having watched it once before? Um, yeah, so th- this podcast coincided with me seeing it for okay. the first time. Okay. Um, because somebody had said, Obvious Child, you know, it's a great movie. I was asking for rom-coms that I, that w- I would actually like. Yeah. And then I watched the first scene um, where she does her stand-up. Mm. And I just found it really kind of mean-spirited, like abrasive. And yeah. I thought, oh, God, it's going to be one of those movies, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I didn't. I just stopped watching it. Yeah. And so then another day when I was like, oh, I'm really bored. <laughs> Let's give this another shot. Yeah. I watched it. And it was far more sort of kind and... Um, and generous yeah, of yeah. a film than I thought it was. Okay. Um, and yeah, and I loved it as well. Obviously, yeah. I chose it. And I think a big part of that is just my love of Jake Lacey, who was later on um, Girls, HBO mm-hmm. Girls. And, and um, her best one of her best friends is also on Girls. I think he has such a great sort of John Krasinski-esque um, <laughs> screen presence. Uh, like he really pulls yeah. off that just like decent guy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like I remember watching the last few scenes of the film mm-hmm. a, a few times because it was just so. There's something that was so sort of heartwarming and real to mm-hmm. me. I guess it did speak to me on mm-hmm. a quite a deep level. Right? Why was it because you love Jake Lacey so much? <laughs> well, I, by the way, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even. I've never seen him before. I don't even think I, I've heard of him. No, no, no. He's really. He was on The Office. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So they're I both can't. from like she's on. She's been on Parks and Rec. He's been on The Office. So they both come from that pedigree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely. I had no idea who he was mm-hmm. before this movie. Mm-hmm. I just remember the the scenes, you know, when he goes with her to the abortion clinic mm-hmm. um, and then takes care of her afterwards mm-hmm. and that sort of tentative relationship forming and the mm-hmm. kind of gentleness that they treat each other with. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really beautiful and that's not something you see mm-hmm. in our kind of modern representations exactly. of love, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I That's probably one of the things that won me over. I mean, of course, you, when I first saw the movie, like the first few things you mentioned, you know, the stand-up, I, was, I wasn't so much taken aback by abrasiveness of it. I was just sort of wondering to myself, do I find what she's saying funny because I, I, I know that Jenny Slade the actor is actually she does stand up and that's how yeah, the director yeah, yeah. and writer met her and got her for the part and I wasn't sure if this was meant to be her stand up comedy you know like Louie or was it meant to be a version of Jenny Slade doing comedy Yeah. Um, but I think I think it definitely sets the tone of the film you know, because it really is one of these these sort of new crop of films and TV shows that's really about being un- unapologetically yourself. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's kind of like the Lena Dunham sort of territory of just 
this is what I am. Take it or leave it. If you don't like it, that's your problem. Yeah. And and that's kind of how the character of Donna is. Um, and that's how the film is. You know, it's not it's not saying this is a movie like most kind of mainstream rom coms mm-hmm. where the main protagonist, the female protagonist at least, yeah. is just kind of the most blameless sort of. <laughs> Like her faults are like, oh, I'm a little bit clumsy, no, you know. Yeah, no, no, like yeah, this is somebody that. who's deeply flawed. Yeah. And I liked that this was someone who was sort of at her nadir. Like mm-hmm. she's meant to be a little bit off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I find that this show yeah. actually shows people with sort of an emotional center mm-hmm. and core, mm-hmm. and that's something I really miss from girls. Like I, I mean, I like to watch it because there's so few good representations of what it's like to be like an urban twenty-something mm-hmm. person. So mm-hmm. why not? But especially a woman, mm-hmm. that's not just like complete fantasy, like Suits or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. With girls, I find that sort of they're just careening from sort of one horrible act to another with like small, <laughs> like you know, small parts right, of right. niceness in between okay, okay. that kind of draw you know that draw you yeah, back yeah. into the character or mm-hmm. whatever. Even though the intention isn't to make you like the character, mm-hmm. but with this one, I found that it was much more realistic. Like most people see themselves as a nice person who missteps, mm-hmm. and in this movie, you could feel her sort of misstepping mm-hmm. and you know reaching her low points, but mm-hmm. always trying to like be drawn back. Like mm-hmm. in the scenes with her parents, especially. She's mm-hmm. always trying to like get to a place of comfort and mm-hmm. security, and that feels real. So the movie starts off basically she gets dumped like in the first yes. what, <laughs> ten five ten minutes. Now, do you see that as being a pivotal moment in her life personally, or is it simply not well, simply, but is it more to get us to the point where she mm-hmm. hooks up with someone drunkenly and oh yeah, you know? I was watching that scene and and what came afterwards, the, you know, um, the result of that, and it, it didn't seem like an unusually, you know, hectic breakup. I mean, it seemed like a breakup. I mean, what would you say to the idea that it was super significant? So mm-hmm. the the movie opens with her doing stand up mm-hmm. about this breakup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But actually, as the movie progresses, mm-hmm. you see her realize that there are more important things, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, I feel like at the start of the movie, she has this vision of herself as someone who is just completely, like, as I said, at her nadir, and mm-hmm. she kind of sees all these bad things happening to her. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the way they deal with abortion is so great, because mm-hmm. at the end, she actually has to go through with something that has such major consequences. Right. And they don't make a big deal about it, but she grows up as a process, right. you know. Yeah, I agree. The movie is almost like um, it's like bookended basically by mm-hmm. these these stand up moments, and in a sense, it gives us a hopeful feeling about her relationship with Jake Lacey's character mm-hmm. because the movie begins with her being dumped because partly because the guy's a douchebag, but also because I think he's confronted by the fact that she's so open about herself and them. The guy who basically has to stand there and listen to her tell him and everyone else that he got her pregnant and that she's having an abortion. The fact that he actually is not turned off by that and turned away by that suggests that this is a new kind of guy. This is, um, and I just find that really funny, and I think that's yeah. why I kind of his name's Max, by the way. Okay, okay, nice. um, I think it's kind of funny because he plays that role in Girls as well. Yeah. So Hannah is like this obnoxious person, and she become and she's a substitute teacher, though she seems to get regular employment, which mm. is not realistic at all. <laughs> but he as well is sort of kind of sees her and mm-hmm. even though she's acting obnoxiously mm-hmm. she he supports her mm-hmm. and I think he's so good in that role because mm-hmm. he manages to do it without seeming like a pushover mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's he's doing it because he seems so completely secure in himself yeah, yeah. that he's able to sort of express kindness like yeah. in the scene where he warms her butter for yeah. example yeah you know that's embarrassing that's a really embarrassing thing to do but 
Yeah, he seems to be pretty like. Yeah, is it embarrassing? I'd warm anyone's. I mean, I think so. Okay. Like, I mean, if you think about the because way masculinity kinda... is like constructed, oh, you know, okay. like he, you're not supposed to be a caretaker for women. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be the other way around, and yeah, yet yeah. he plays that role so yeah. sort of seamlessly, and still sort of is attractive in that kind of masculine self. I yeah. mean, I'm, I suppose that has also got to do with being sort of cute and mm-hmm. boyish and tall mm-hmm. and. Like is he is he blonde or yeah I think he's yeah sort of, he's he, blondish yeah he looks like kind of as she says like he looks really Christian <laughs> like he's the most Christian person you could ever imagine I know so tell me that's that's interesting because it's not that he is necessarily religious but he has he's of a type he's of a <laughs> definitely he's of a kind you you could say he's either conservative or reserved or whatever you want to call it I I, I look at his character and I wonder. Is this a clear, obvious subversion of what we think this guy should be like? Because mm. you'd expect him, well, being Christian-y, to be like, how dare you kill this child, blah, blah, blah. The movie subverts that, but not in the way that is showy, you know? I mean, in one sense, is it a subversion? Because it's really that same character that we see in a lot of rom-coms. Like, he's just impossibly perfect yeah, as yeah, a yeah. person. Yeah. He's kind of like the women you see in most rom-coms. Like, he's so perfect. And the, and the most embarrassing things he does is, like, warm butter yeah, yeah, yart yeah. in her face and stuff. What are his, like, what are his flaws? If you have her who is actually, she's not in any way an asshole. So let's say she's the benchmark for realism as as far as character goes what is he then is he like a fantasy is he a well that's what is he that's sort of the question that i had about the movie i mean he's such a great character but is he great because mm. he's sort of too perfect and mm. he is sort of that like rom-com guy who comes mm. in to save the day mm. i mean what i was going to say is the subversion also comes in in the sense that he is such such a image of like good gentlemanly <laughs> sort of like southerny yeah. cri- you know christiany yeah. wholesome yeah. wholesomey manliness <laughs> you know it's so different from the kind of men you see usually mm-hmm. in like a hollywood movie mm-hmm. um but at the same time his morality is completely kind of geared towards being kind and being understanding mm-hmm. and it's almost saying like this is a way to be mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. in the world like mm-hmm. you can be secure in yourself and you don't need to shame other people mm-hmm. and even though you know you might be morally opposed to abortion and i think the movie is allowing for that to mm-hmm. be there but that's what, true. yeah that's true you don't you never see his actual point. stance on yeah, abortion yeah, exactly. but he cares about this person yeah, yeah. and that's not enough i mean maybe he realizes that it was not the right time mm. and it would be it would have been irresponsible and, and mm. such a huge decision in someone's life I mean all the reasons why people still argue for abortion I mm. mean you cannot force pregnancy on mm. someone mm. who is not ready to have a baby I mm. mean so is this like um, like a template for men to follow perhaps could be oh gosh I really think like I mean and you know what I totally like why not have yeah. that I mean it's yeah. not like kind of in a mainstream movie where sort of the woman is this impossibly perfect woman, right? Mm. And the guy is flawed. I'm thinking maybe of um, Knocked Up, mm. oh, which is pretty similar, except mm. she goes ahead with a pregnancy. Mm. I mean, she's not a perfect person, mm. but it's definitely a movie about a guy getting his act together yeah, yeah, to yeah. meet the standards of a girl right, and right. the girl having to sort of, quote-unquote, lower her standards. <laughs> but this movie is sort of like, it's kinder in that he doesn't have to take on extra responsibility. He mm. doesn't have to have a child or anything. Mm-hmm. And yet, in this experience, I think he grew up as well. And, yeah, he, and he's able to be a sort of partner to yeah. her. I, I think, you know, we could say that he's a fantasy, but in many ways, you could also say that his flaws are hidden. Like um, Donna is 
very open about who she is. He's probably mm. fairly closed off. I mean, yeah. You have no idea what exactly he is about and what his flaws are. You'll never see them. If you think about it, over the course of the movie, as he's trying to say, court her, you get that he understands that she is not certain that he's her kind of guy because of you know what he looks like. He's you know, this business school kid, and she's yeah. not. And she's, she's more of a, you could call a bohemian, maybe, if you want to call it. Free that. spirit. Free spirit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think when he goes to see her at the bar where she's doing stand-up in that sort of penultimate scene, I think he really is challenged to determine how much he's willing to expand his character. Question. Yeah. Do you think that he exists in real life? Yeah, I think so. I know people like that, but I've always found that they're a little, you know, they have flaws. It's just not at the surface. Exactly. That's the thing. I think it's just that she's the kind of person who's not afraid to, or who can't hide her flaws or Mm -hmm. hide her her nature in in all, all facets of it. I wonder if they'll be together, though, um, when his flaws come to the surface. But I guess the question really comes down to, has there been any personal desire to expand one's character or not? Because it's one thing to be picture perfect on the surface and then to have all this baggage underneath. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to be that and to decide, well, how, how can I be a better person? I think the difference is that in this movie, the guy, for whatever he's about, makes, makes some kind of decision to, to be more open yeah, I mean, I always, I almost like the explanation that yeah. they don't end up together, but yeah. they have some sort of healthy and yeah. sort of sweet relationship. Why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. people, you don't have to actually end up with yeah. someone when you're 25. Well, exactly. You know? But the thing is, yeah, exactly. The movie ends in a way that you could you could look at it as are they together now, or you could look at it as just two people who have gone through something together and they hold hands. Yeah, but what right. does that mean? You know, it doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're going to go have sex now and like get married yeah totally I mean (laughs) and I guess maybe that's one of the strengths of the movies as well it really doesn't I mean it's obviously billed as a sort of subversive Mm. uh, rom-com but it really shies away from any sort of concrete answers that would take you away from sort of the reality of the situation you do end up seeing you know you do end up feeling like you're watching the real lives of people just sort of better a little bit better scripted and lit (laughs) kind of thing so tell me what do you think about Donna what is what is the deal yeah, let's talk about Donna. I mean, I think she herself was very much of a sort of scripted character in that mm. I, I'm sort of seeing a trend of these sort of female mm-hmm. characters come up mm. where it's kind of like female comedians acting out, being themselves in the most sort of disheveled and <laughs> um, and sort of unruly yeah, yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty cool. I mean, why yeah, not? Okay. But I'd, I couldn't say that I really related to her okay. um, in any kind of concrete way, just because I maybe just have my shit together just a little bit more. Yeah. What about you? You say that she, you know, there's a trend to have these female comedians who are you know, being really raw on, on screen. Mm-hmm. She's, almost, she's, she's really just a version of all these Apatow males who are child Yeah, men. you're she's a so child right. Woman. Yeah, yeah. She, she still needs a lot of... Coddling. Coddling, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what... And my question was, you know, why, why is she like this, you know? Um, yeah. And not, not that it's important to find out why, but um, that's kind of where she's at at the beginning. Um, and I think that this, the, the movie is really about her moving past that stage. You know, I mean, financially, she's still a child. I mean, at the end of the movie, she's got probably, she's no more an adult, quote unquote, than she was at the beginning. But I think mentally, I think she is, in a way, she's come to understand that having having a child is is probably no more of a responsibility than deciding not to have one you know mm. than deciding to to go through with this thing which is not simple and it's not easy for anybody 
And I think it's inter- interesting in the sense that an abortion can be just as much of an adult moment as oh, of being a parent. Yes, you know? absolutely. That's such a good that's such a good summary of sort of what mm. role abortion plays mm. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you said that she was a stand-in for an Apatow male. Mm, yeah. Because I was, I was thinking about that, and sort of, you know, abortion is such a is such a female problem in that, you know, yeah, it's yeah. our bodies, and you know, we have to go through it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like this new trend of female protagonists who are being kind of like men, like man child. You find it like, a bit tiring, or yeah, I mean, I guess oh, I yeah. don't relate to it. I mean, okay, I think okay. I compare it to shows like. Um, being Mary Jane, which is like this really great drama, completely underrated on BET. Yeah. That's a show where there are many women who are ostensibly very successful mm-hmm. and they kind of have trials and tribulations. But that feels so much more sort of female centered. Like mm-hmm. these are problems that come from being a woman, like mm-hmm. sexism and racism mm-hmm. in the workplace. Um, and so even though she was dealing with that, mm-hmm. it didn't feel true right. to me uh, and uh, my expression of like, can, you know, what it is to yeah. be a woman. Can I ask you if you think that this movie, one of the things it probably succeed at doing or maybe tries to do is to suggest that there's a word called man child it's there's this implication that that you know it's it's okay for a dude for a guy to be a bit of a like a child a mess who stays at home with his parents women aren't allowed to do that like it's like women are supposed to grow up by the time they're 18 they're supposed to have a child or do something and be functional and i think that's the interesting about this movie is that it says well why can't a woman who's 20 something also not know what the hell's going on with life. Yeah. It's okay for guys to, to just hang around, but women should get their shit together. I mean, I think the interesting thing is that I haven't seen this much. Um, that's why I appreciate it, because it is really saying that... Like women... A woman and woman not, is allowed to yeah, do that. Yeah, and yeah. not know what's going on and not and be as confused and as dysfunctional as any other guy. And it's, it's fine. It doesn't mean that... It's not a slight against you. I guess, you know, I think that's what makes it sort mm-hmm. of the, again, the subversive rom-com that everybody's mm-hmm. been waiting for to, <laughs> to quote uh, the trailer. Really? Uh, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what makes it really successful is that it does put her in that position mm-hmm. and then gives her the emotional core mm-hmm. and to be like, hey, this person's super annoying mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's gendered. You know, maybe I find her more irritating because she's a woman yeah, or, okay. um, rather than a man, though, frankly, I, I would find a man to be way more irritating. But I think that's also where privilege comes in in that um, it's still not relatable to me because I've grown up really – I haven't grown up with that kind of sort of entitlement. I've put a lot of pressure on myself to to bring – put myself together. Mm. I would never be – ever be in that situation. (laughs) I'm always like safe in in the way I kind of go about the world and that's because I've had to be safe. You know, as a woman, I've had to look after myself and I don't know what it's like to not – do mm. that even though I completely I would 100% support mm. people um, who may not have their shit together I yeah. mean I think in that in that situation I, I'm kind of like you on that front and I think to me it's more just like a look at someone else's life because it's it, it's not my life yeah. you know, it's not my life but it's interesting because I interact with people like this and it's nice to see perhaps what their perspective might be. So Okay, so that's our discussion on Obvious Child. Next week we'll be talking about The Green Ray, which is your choice. That's right, that's right. It's kind of similar to this movie, and I, it would have made a nice double feature. <laughs> but we'll be talking about it next week, so I hope you guys check it out. And look forward to hearing what we have to say. Okay, you can visit our website, minorityretortpodcast.com. All right, bye. Bye.